Welcome back. It's What's Up, Doc? Humanities. I'm Henry. And I'm Leandra. And today, we're going to do our episode a little different today. We are not talking about a specific film. We just mm-hmm. got back from True False, and we wanted to do an episode kind of about all of the other things about that film festival that we think people should really check out or know about. I feel like, too, also in light of everything that's been going on, we're really lucky that the festival even happened. Um, oh, It yeah. was the weekend before... Um, some of these mandatory quarantines. Yeah, it was a happened. week before all hell broke loose. Basically, um, it was literally while we were there, South by Southwest was canceled. And so the fact that True False even happened this year and that we were able to enjoy it and be exposed to so many great films and filmmakers really, truly was a blessing. Oh, we um, got lucky. We got we really got lucky. lucky. <laughs> and, and we know it. Yeah. And what's funny is we always have a spring break. Mm-hmm. We had a spring break vacation planned, and mm-hmm. we were like, oh, you know, True False and that spring break, they're so close, it's going to be so tiring. But mm-hmm. good thing we went to True False, because... Spring break canceled. Everything got canceled. <laughs> right now it's spring break, mm-hmm. it's raining, we can't go outside, it's miserably cold, everything's closed. And but, I mean, obviously, I shouldn't lament. I mean, there are other people out there who have it far worse than me, but um, we're really lucky that we got to go to True False, because now we are... Stuck inside. <laughs> so uh, basically, guys, we're going to bring you a bunch of episodes because it wasn't just that we went to this festival. Mm-hmm. We watched a million documentaries at this festival, and mm-hmm. some of them will be the ones that are up for awards. That's how it's always been. We tried to stay off of just the Netflix, Hulu ones that we knew were coming out. And so we're we're going to do some... Some of these may not come wide stream mm-hmm. available, but we thought, heck, that's what this is about. Try to inform you guys about cool documentaries out there. So mm-hmm. that's all coming. But today we're just going to talk about the stuff that is not feature film, but rather there's a bunch of cool stuff outside of the film. It's impossible to do everything as oh, we've yeah. come to discover, no matter how hard we try to fit it in. You can't do everything. No matter how many mm-hmm. Red Bulls we chug. <laughs> We just it's so can't true. stay up late every we can't night. Hang oh, like we, we definitely learned that one. I will say one of the things that we really tried to do this year was we actually added a whole nother day to our festival. Usually we get up there Friday evening and then do a couple of things and then just really kind of make Friday night, Saturday our film day. But this year we ended up getting up there on Thursday evening. And so we were able to add in a whole extra day of events and activities and also film viewing. So we, we saw more films at this festival than we have ever in the four or five years that we've been going now, um, which was awesome. And even though it put us kind of in a bind and made work somewhat difficult, it was definitely worth it. And we're really lucky that we had that opportunity to do so. So I did highlights. I don't know how you wanted to organize this. Well, let me just tell you real quick about the how, like, we just think everybody should go to this yes. festival. everybody and, should. Um, having done it, this was our fourth year or fifth year? I, I was just, as I was saying that out loud, I don't know, at least four. We've done it at least four years, and every year we learn something new about how to attend one of these festivals. And this year we did the smartest thing that we've ever done, which was we just paid the money and got a pass. And yes, those and look so outrageously expensive on the outside. Because in years past, what we usually do is just queue, which for, to a layman, what that means is that you're basically trying to get a number in a line with hopes that you can buy a ticket. So you have to spend yeah. ample time waiting in line just to get the, the number, and then you have to return back to the line 
to get in line to buy the ticket. I know that's confusing, but you're essentially spending hours of your time hoping to get in a film. Yeah, well, here's the thing with this film festival opposed to other film festivals is everything's really curated. Mm -hmm. And they have a ton of people here, but they Mm -hmm. don't show as many films as other festivals Mm because they're only showing, like, the best. Mm -hmm. And some of these theaters that you watch them in are super tiny. But awesome. (laughs) Because the the thing is, some of them, the tiny theaters, they usually put, like, the more art house, smaller Mm -hmm. audience type films in but they don't know how many sometimes those are the hardest to get into right and so they use so the more obscure ones are almost virtually impossible to see and those are of course the ones that we try to go watch since they won't be available on streaming services so they use a queue system Mm -hmm. which has you standing in line an hour before the movie it happens mm-hmm. in order for them to figure out like okay how many people can get tickets mm-hmm. and all that and so really without a pass or a reserved ticket well um you're really not guaranteed to get into anything now our experience what we learned is hey if you go early enough in queue you always get into everything mm-hmm. but sometimes it was like you had to wait 30 minutes before the queue line and so it really just kind of it takes up a lot of your time. It takes up a lot of your time. And here's the thing. The movies themselves, it costs $15 to get into a movie, which is more than a normal movie mm-hmm. ticket. But again... You're also getting to see the director. Yeah, these are before movies actor. are released. There's it, free music at the beginning. So you're, you're getting your money's worth. But with the pass, we were able to reserve tickets for 10 movies. Yeah. And so we basically saved the time that we had been... Um, I don't want to say wasting, but wasting in the queue line. And here's where I made a mistake in years past. I was like, I'm not going to do the pass because the one we did was $225 a person. And you're like, there's no way we could watch $200 worth of movies in a weekend. And we didn't. Mm -hmm. However, man, is that the way to go? Yeah. And here in a second, when we tell you about some of the other events that were included, and we should... Like, also declare, like, we don't work for True False. We don't work for, you know, we're not Columbia. They don't know who we are. They don't know who we are. <laughs> we, we try to act like we're part of the in crowd, but we're, we're nobodies. But we're just saying this because it is regularly in the top 10 of film festival list. And honestly, it comes right after Sundance. And so a lot of the films who are kind of riding high at Sundance are also at True False. So the fact that it is so centrally located and because it's so close to home, at least where we live, it's amazing that we even have the opportunity to be able to go like rub elbows with these people. We feel very bougie when we're there. Oh, yeah. Um, But Henry and I are teachers. Like, we don't make much money. You know, we make a lot of sacrifices through the years so that we could even afford these passes. But having done it, if you're going to go... To get the most out of it, you really probably should consider getting a pass. And there's a cheaper one called a Simple Pass, but even that one, I that's only for movies. But the extra stuff they give you with the the cheaper, the next pass, which we had was the Lux Pass. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. They, you get your money's worth. Yeah. I think we drank our money's worth <laughs> in the free booze they gave us easily. Yes. But, um... Yeah, it's something to think about because I know, like, we're going to talk about this festival. I don't want it to be like, oh, we're rubbing it in people's faces yeah. that didn't get attend. This festival is actually really easy to mm-hmm. attend for people. Columbia is mm-hmm. not an expensive city. Mm-hmm. It's We airbnb yeah, really cheaply. Which had a consequence. Yes, if you're friends with us, you'll hear about later. Airbnb nightmare. So just, we, we're not the kinds of people who, you know, unless something miraculous happens that we'll ever get to go to Sundance. It's just not in the cards for us. But the fact that true false is comparable to Sundance, um, in terms of film and quality and experience and it's four hours away and it's as inexpensive as it is. And there are proceeds that go to 
you know, helping people that are featured. Like, there's a, ma- a million things I can tell you as to why you should support this program. Um, and if you kind of want to just bite the bullet and try like, oh, I want to go just one day at the film festival, this is really one that's easy to kind of dip your toe in because it's, to me, very approachable. The people are very friendly and helpful. It's it, it, This isn't your scene, but you want to maybe make it your scene. This is an excellent one to kind of do that with. It's also kind of a hidden gem in Missouri because I think most people in our area don't even know about it, even though it's literally like the filmmakers festival yes um i wrote an article in the la times about how directors prefer prefer true false over um sundance merely because it's more intimate and Mm -hmm. actually it is more of like the director crowd Mm -hmm. those people and like you rub elbows with them we literally were sitting behind them. oh yeah and you get to talk to them ask them questions restaurants we saw them at bars like we sat behind them um, at other films. You just get amazing access yeah, it's there. Pretty, so it's pretty Columbia, rough. Missouri. Yeah. Went to school there. Cheap town. Great town. Everybody should check it out. But let's talk about okay. what what happened. At so True I'm going to post some pictures on the Patreon page um, so that you can kind of see some of the highlights from it. But I'm a list maker, so I had to make a list of the things that were really kind of the highlights for, for me. Henry and I um, tried to plan it. We were, we were going to be getting into Columbia comfortably about 4.30 that didn't happen. Um, the Jubilee, which is this event that is kind of the opening, like the breaking of bread, if you will, of the event, Thursday night begins at 5.30. And we somehow, and I really still don't know how, managed to get into Columbia, get to our Airbnb, run on foot while I was wearing a dress to the Mass Jubilee and literally walked in as it was opening. Yeah. Um, and so what the Mass Jubilee is, is just an opportunity for pass holders to kind of, you know, meet and greet I saw filmmakers there that I didn't realize at the fact at the time were filmmakers. I realized afterwards that they were filmmakers. Um, there's art exhibits, there's live performances, some awesome music that we heard, and all of this is featured in the Missouri Theater, which is an old, cool theater, gorgeous theater. And so you got free food, free drinks. Which, the food was oh, excellent. Just, it was like yeah. super high quality little, um, um, like small plate, small stuff. plate yeah. stuff that they walked around. And you could try. And basically, this was for like an hour and a half or so before the opening film. Yeah, this is what precedes the first mm-hmm. movie. And then we bought tickets for that movie. Right. So, And that was actually something that we only did purely for the time convenience of it. The movie that was playing right after the Jubilee is a movie called Time, which ended up being one of my favorite films that weekend. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for it to get released just so I can rewatch it. We will definitely have a podcast coming up about time. And interestingly enough, usually the opening film for... True Falls is usually a happier film. Last year, it was um, knocking down, knocking down the, down, yeah, knock yeah, down yeah. the house on True Falls about AOC and, and other women that were running for office. So usually, it's more of a lighthearted film, and you know, people I think are kind of boozed up and have just eaten this beautiful meal, and they go into this theater and they're kind of elated and full of joy. Time, while it has, and I don't want to get into the movie, but while it has a happier ending, was a, an emotional roller coaster. So I sobbed during. Most of it, if not all of it. It has a happy ending. It does have an happy ending. um, But at the same time, it was one where I'm really glad we watched that movie first because I felt like we were kind of in the safe, comfortable place in dealing with a a documentary that was really uncomfortable for a number of reasons. So that was something that kind of happened that we hadn't planned it to happen. But part of the Jubilee is that you wear a mask. um, And so we definitely, you know... I don't even know how to put it. We're sort of, you know, people watching um, and the kinds of masks that they showed up in, some very strange ones, mm. various 
curious ones definitely had an eyes wide shut kind of well that's what i was gonna say if you look on their website and you're just like because that's partly why we went is because they don't really give you much descriptions about the parties that's why we never did it but then we're like oh let's bite the bullet and we got to do this mass jubilee thing because on their website it looks like eyes wide shut it's it's and then when we walked in there were people dressed like it was eyes wide shut (laughs) and then we're like and like masks that look like if you've watched beetlejuice when they like make their faces scary there were like masks like that. Well, that's like because that's like the old mask. Like uh, remember, like the plague. That was like yes, the plague you're mask. right. It was. It was like a plague nose mask. I don't know. I I would definitely do it again. Well, some of them were just like those long mm-hmm. noses that look like penises. Once <laughs> it was yes. weird. I was like so definitely some phallic imagery. But you don't yeah. have to wear a mask. You don't though. have to. But we did because we wanted to kind of be part of the festivities. I definitely feel as though we'll be a little bit more prepared next year, more comfortable, and, and maybe not go so hard next year because oh, we went way too we hard. went way too hard that first night. Plus, we were just excited to be there and etc. It's really hard though because literally they have these stations, and if you just do a lap, you're talking like they have like small plates just circling around you. But at yeah. every station, it's like every local restaurant has a signature drink at and a station. They had vegetarian friendly, vegan yeah. friendly. Like, oh yeah, it was, the food was yeah, amazing. The drinks were amazing. Jubilee was and awesome. the film, which again, not going to get into it yet, but so good, and I can't wait to talk to you guys about it. Okay, so after time, we mm. kind of hung out for a little bit, and then we went to this thing called the Action Dance Party, and it was in this art exhibit, and it yeah. definitely felt like we were too old to be there, even though we were not the oldest people there. Like a projector that was like, like showing skeletons. skeletons. Like it, was weird. it definitely felt like you were in an art house, but at this point in time, it's like way past our normal bedtime. It was like, you know when you watch TV, because we've all been to like what clubs look like mm-hmm. in this area, but when you watch TV and they go into one of like those... Like a New York yes, like secret party yes, in Greenwich like, Village, like and those, it's in a warehouse. Those, yes, that's exactly... Yes, and you go there, and it's like you have to like have know somebody or have to have a password to get in there that's exactly how it, it felt was crazy now unfortunately we're like now in our mid-30s and so you know 9 30 is pretty late for us oh. i still am proud that we stayed out as late as we did we danced we did and we worked all day and we just now consumed a lot of food and alcohol and watched this very emotionally draining movie but we only stayed till about <sighs> midnight and the party went until like 2 a.m there was this one time <laughs> and uh only our current Patreon people, some of our Patreon uh, backers will uh, understand this, where Landra can kick into this <laughs> like she's on cocaine. That did not happen that no. night. I like to dance, and I like opportunities to dance, but this one felt like I was... No one gave her a line I of was coke like, like they did in I was singing like Robin's dancing yeah. on my own, but not in like a cool, like, kind of artistic way but literally i was like the only one dancing we were the only ones dancing on the dance floor at one point in time so just to recap yes that was, was the that past. was thursday night this is the past mm-hmm. um we got we watched that movie beautiful movie we had that hour and a half of open bar slash food, food. then after Surrounded the movie by art and beautiful yeah. theater after the movie we went to the club and then we found out at the club it was also open bar till like 2 a.m mm-hmm. yeah, and crazy. that's where our downfall was because then we we're like whoa oh gosh man they we got to take free drinks and uh, absolutely horrible Went hangover the next yes. day. Horrible. So just to, and again, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse here, but at this point in time, we haven't had to pay for anything. Yeah. So, which is pretty awesome. So then Saturday happens. We definitely went, we got up and we had breakfast, but then we slept in a little while. And then we didn't actually go to a movie until we saw the short series, which we'll do an episode about that until about 
12, 1 o'clock. And then really the day didn't really start for us in term in terms of like actual events and activities until oh, yeah. the March March, which was not till five o'clock. Here's the deal is like we've kind of gone back and forth with this. I feel like our max is three films in a day. Yeah. Two films, you still kind of feel like, oh man, I watched two films. Which the, three the short hours series is four shorts, which makes up about an hour and a half. So it was a, a film, a I think. Feature film. So we yeah. tried to kind of average two to three films a day. And that's- so we did the March March this year, which usually we realized after the fact we're coming into Columbia when the March March is either almost over or just getting started. We've never and so seen we never it. got to see it before. It was so much fun. So what the oh, March yeah. March is, is just. Anybody can participate, are literally marching from the courthouse down to Missouri Theater in costume. We saw people in costume dressed up like the Grateful Dead Bears, people dressed up in like with balloon creatures. Oh, it was crazy. People made these huge displays. All of the um, queens, the Q queens, are out there dressed in all of their gorgeous glory. And you see people that are older, people that are younger. Time out, time out. We need to explain them what a Q queen is. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so the people who run the Q, which you'll know that it's the Q, the line, remember, we mentioned to you that you have to show up to get a number so you could later buy a ticket to That's get a That's only if you don't have a reserved yeah. ticket. If you have a pass, you most likely have reserved tickets to all your films. So there's a giant Q that's uh, painted in rainbow colors, and they're at the front of the Q, and they're usually in these gorgeous, elaborate costumes. One of our Q queens, who we've had several times before, was dressed there up are, like Rainbow Bright. Some of the queens are men. Yeah, some of them are men. One of the ones that actually got recognized at Gimme Truth was one we had, and he like was dressed up like men. a wizard. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the gimmick is, like, if you're they a volunteer, wear... you get to kind of participate in the fun and dress up and be silly and run the queue, but then you also get to go into that movie. So that's why a lot of people volunteer as queue queens or queue wizards or I don't know what other terminology there is. So anyways, all of the volunteers come out to the March March. And honestly, there were times in which I was even getting kind of choked up because you're seeing all these beautiful people just dancing and celebrating and playing music. And there was great just energy in the air. And the whole idea is that we're just like kind of immersed in this culture and we're all just trying to learn more and better ourselves. And it was awesome. And that was free. And so that's not included just for people in the past. Anybody come out there, people from stores and Restaurants come out here to watch and clap and cheer and play along. And so that's definitely something I would want to do again, simply because of it just felt like you were part of a community in a way that maybe just watching movies doesn't necessarily always provide. Oh, yeah. So, so that was awesome. So right after the March March, we did Reality Bites, which, which is just like the Mass Jubilee. It was just the ex- almost exact same thing, except they had more food. Yes. So there was two locations, one at the Picture House, which we've never been in before, yeah. and then also Missouri Theater, and free music, again, free food, free alcohol. We even got to have like free bubble tea. There was like free desserts. It was crazy. The food was all like high-end. Yeah. Though. So yeah, again, I'm, the I'm Lux Pass. You, in the first two days, we got our money's worth on the Lux Pass because literally the amount of alcohol and food we drank was well over the $100 more it is than the Simple Pass. Yeah, it's wild. Well over $100 And then really at this more. point in time, other than breakfast, which we got that morning, we still haven't paid for anything. By the way, I don't want to get into too much, mm-hmm. uh, veer this off too much, but you should know um, if you go to True False, you need to eat breakfast at Cafe Berlin. <laughs> yes, that Cafe place Berlin is, is the bomb. so good. After, actually, there's we ate three different diners there, mm-hmm. three different breakfast places because we were getting our food and drinks kind of mm-hmm. comped in the evenings. But man, all three of those places are so fun. Two are pretty much just standard diners, mm-hmm. uh, Ernie's and Broadway Diner. But mm-hmm. Cafe Berlin is just like such a cool spot. It also is one of the locations for a number of the, the concerts that are included both in the Lux Pass, but it's also open to the public with a ticket. We never got a chance to make it down there to see one of the shows, but I've always wanted to, and Very, I'm hoping next year we can. It's vegetarian friendly, too. Yes, it's... 
You're that that mm-hmm. vegetarian friendly mm-hmm. cafe Berlin. It super, is awesome. Very hippie spot. I will tell you one negative review. Some old man walked in because this place is hopping. It is. And he's like, I haven't been here forever because this is called, I used to call it Cafe Wait in Line. Which so, we never waited in We've wait never anyways. waited in line, so I don't know what the guy was so talking about. So after Reality Bites, which was, again, also something included in the past, highly recommend, we rushed over to the Blue Note to see Mole Agent, which ended up being, again, one of my favorite movies that I cannot wait to talk to you guys about. that was my favorite yeah. of the festival, and Blue, um The Blue Note in the Showtime Theater is actually probably one of our favorite venues. It's not as comfortable as, let's say, the Missouri Theater, mm, but it's, mm, it's smaller. Mm. It's got this great kind of art deco sort of vibe inside. You could also oh, yeah. buy food and alcohol, which is great. And it you get to be closer to the directors, which is awesome. Yeah. So we always try to... We, like plan out everything when I say we mostly me um, but on the true false app they'll allow you to kind of like make your plans and once you download the app you'll know what I'm talking about but you can actually search movies specifically by the venue so if you have a preference in the venue which we do we like Missouri Theater and Blue Note um, we try to pick movies at that location okay so after a mole agent this was where I made a mistake we had to rush across um all of Columbia, it felt like. We felt like it felt like to me that we. It wasn't a mistake. It wasn't, but we. It, we did was, have to book it. We had to book it to get to what's called Campfire Stories. This which, is something I've always been interested in. And usually it's in Forest Theater, which, again, if you've not been to True False, you're not sure what I'm talking about. Forest Theater is kind of in the circle of things. This year it was in a drama theater that was actually on campus. And if you've ever been to Mizzou's campus, any giant campus like those schools, their campuses are so big yes. that they and this was like mostly uphill. Take ten minutes just to run across the campus. Well, so we had to hoof it, and I was convinced this was going to be the first time we weren't going to get a seat. Not only did we get a seat, we got an awesome seat because we were in the row right behind behind the, the row where the director sat. So I literally, if I wanted to, could reach out and like touch their hair. And just, <laughs> I let's, didn't. Let's but. put it in perspective of what you get out of these things. Mm-hmm. Right in front of us, in a very small room that probably did not hold but 40 people, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's like a classroom size. I don't even think that many. Right in front of us were like six of the to- like big-time directors. It was awesome. And they were just having... And it was all intimate stories. But like you're talking about like the Crip Camp guy mm-hmm. who... That's no, a- that, was at, that was a gimme truth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're right. So the Campfire Stories, the premise of it, is actually co-sponsored by National Geographic, which I think is awesome. But when you go there, they give you free s'mores and whiskey. And then there's like this makeshift fire, which we inspected afterwards because we thought it was cool. And then they had an awesome performer before. It's not a real fire. It's she said a, a makeshift fire, like they just made a fire no, in a room. it's with Christmas lights. <laughs> so then, and then they had like a performer at the beginning, which I want to talk about later. But then they basically invited six of the directors, one of which was one of kind of the return directors that directed um, Dick Johnson is Dead, which is going to be a huge film this year. Another which is from Missouri. He's the one who directed Feels Good Man that we watched the next day, among others. That'll probably be a commercially popular yeah. film. So um, they basically asked them to tell a story. like a. It, it would be like a deleted scene or a behind-the-scenes story from their documentary. So going to Campfire Stories actually allowed us to get more insight into the making of the film, um, some more context about characters featured in the documentary. And even though at that point in time we hadn't watched any of their films, I got such a great grasp of who they were as filmmakers and what was like the kind of premise of their story that now I'm excited to watch their documentaries. And now I feel like I know more about their documentaries. And that was awesome. I mean, these people, I know I'm somebody who gets suckered into like romanticizing these people. Like, oh, these people are like 
so otherworldly and like they're so above me and like they have this whole like glamorous life but they're just very ordinary people they're very normal people spoiler alert i don't think documentaries make you millions of dollars it's true but i think i just like i always put like people in categories that's different than me and i feel like these people are just like creative passionate intelligent articulate people that are really no different than people like you and me the only thing that's different between like us and them is that they've obviously made a documentary. So I just, mm-hmm. I felt like it, it felt like a very intimate setting. It felt like you were just chilling out with your friends, drinking whiskey, s'mores around a campfire, kind of just like hashing out stories. And that was awesome. That oh, ended up being my favorite thing we did the whole crazy. weekend. Crazy. If you're just one of those people that like those NPR, mm-hmm. like, yes, that's a great example. Like, uh, yeah. Like this, this American, American life. life yes. Except from these, like, that kind of stuff. These like really off the wall stuff. A lot of it had to do with their film filming, mm-hmm. like almost like these behind the scenes stories that you know would never end up mm-hmm. on a behind the scenes because mm-hmm. they're so like outrageous or mm-hmm. dark. It also kind of gives you insight on how much some of these filmmakers have to put themselves at risk mm-hmm. or like yeah. the links they have to go to. There was one story by one of the directors about him. Uh, Taking these drugs, like basically the, the guy who was uh, asking him to, uh, his one of his subjects was like, I'm not going to let you uh, interview me unless you take. Uh, so like basically the director, and he's actually younger than what us. What was the, oh. It's it, called Some Kind of Heaven, and he okay. goes to, yeah, it was. Oh yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah. Now Henry's like correcting me. No, no, you're right. Yeah. So he basically goes in into this um, retirement community in Florida, because that's where he's from, and is basically just exploring, like, what is the, um, like, why would anybody want to live here, basically? And so he goes and kind of, like, actually lives in this retirement community. And one of the people to whom lives in this retirement community is this character, this off-the-wall character that the director wants to grow closer to, but he only will grow closer to him if he chooses to take Molly. And so he talks about an experience of... He got kind of mad, though, when a... a, uh school reporter came up and was like, hey, can I write some of your anecdotes? He's mm-hmm. like, no, I don't want this repeated. So yeah, um, we won't go too detailed yeah. about his stories, but they were like crazy. Yeah. I guess we probably revealed too much there. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's okay. We're sorry <laughs> if that guy actually listens to this documentary. Anywho. Or this podcast. That ended up being my favorite thing. And if you only go to one event, I feel like, you know, it's late at night. It wasn't. It didn't start until like 9.30. It went until past 11. But that one was so awesome because it felt like you were just, you were like friends with these people um, and got to hear their stories. So that was it for Friday. And then we woke up Saturday. And No, where are we at right now? Yeah, we woke up Saturday. And then Saturday, we watched two documentaries that we'll do an episode later. We watched Feels Good Man, and we watched Collective. Um, And then we ended up finishing the night with Gimme Truth. So we were obviously disappointed that we didn't get picked to be featured in Gimme Truth. And If If you you watch our video on our Patreon page, you will see we got ripped off. However, there were some directorial mistakes made. Also, we discovered that there's an... a class where students have to complete an assignment in which they have to contribute to Gimme Truth. So a majority of the people who were featured in Gimme Truth were students. Also, if you don't know what Gimme Truth is, I should be a little bit more clear. Yeah, explain so, it. So, so Brian Babylon. Complain about um, it. He basically hosts this show in which there are three um, judges, and the three judges are three filmmakers, one of which was somebody we had already seen at Campfire Stories the night before. The other one is the director for Crip Camp, which is an amazing documentary that's coming out on Netflix here in just a couple of weeks. It's like uh, 
funded by the Obamas, mm-hmm. like American Factory was last year. And then the other one was, I think she was the director or producer for Down a Dark Stairwell. So they have three, those judges, and then they have 10 videos, and they can't be more than two minutes long, and they're either absolutely true or absolutely fake. And then the judges watch it, as does everybody in Blue Note, which is where we were, and the audience gets to vote, but the judges get to vote as to which they think it's true or it's false. Anyways, it the points don't matter. What ends up happening at the end is they end up picking the top three, and each person gets a pretty awesome prize, including the first place winner getting a Lux Pass for the next year. Not a Lux Pass, a Silver Circle Pass. Silver Circle Pass. That's like six hundred dollars. So the whole premise of it though is that you have you know a collection of people. Um, who are kind of sitting around drinking, having fun. It's late at mm. night. Just to get into this one, because we didn't even get a chance to buy a ticket because the tickets sell out so fast, we had to queue. And we had to queue, what was like an hour and a half before it even started. Yeah. So this one demands a lot of commitment. However, if you help us submit a film, because we're going we're gonna to actually submit two next year. Landry's going to submit one. I'm going to submit one. We're, we're doubling our chances. Yeah. Uh, you're supposed, you supposedly get four free tickets mm-hmm. to Give Me Truth if your film gets picked. So if you help us, we can give you one of those tickets. It's true. Um, let me just, on that note, tell you why we got ripped off. If you've watched our Cat Therapist video, you'll notice, okay, it's pretty good. It's not professional film quality, obviously. However, if you've watched... You can actually watch the old Give Me Truths online. They actually post them on their website. But uh, some of the films... Are not that great. And last year was the first year we watched it, and I was like, "Oh, we could, we could at least get picked." Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with my logic. I thought, "Oh, they'll pick us because it's funny." Yeah. No, they apparently really just pick films that are actually the most ambiguous, meaning you really don't know if they're true or not. And I think you have a better chance if you're a true film that's goofy than a false film that's goofy. Yes. All the false films that got picked were ones that were like really could have been true. Mm. All the true films were the goofy ones. And so, directorial mistake. I should have not... We still had fun making it. I should have went way more serious in the tone. I thought it was funny. It was. Landra didn't really eat cat food either. Sorry. So that That was was, definitely... That was fake. That that was fake. One of the lessons I'd say we learned this year about Give Me Truth. There are other lessons I learned this year. So one of the lessons... um, I learned this year is that no matter how many lists and itineraries I make, I can't do everything that I want to do. Even though she's trying to do everything on a list right now. <laughs> that's why she, that's if you didn't notice her transition, she's going like, oh, I got to get into my last thing, which was it's what true. I learned list. It is. So, so here we go. <laughs> I would like to pretend as though I could do everything that's available to me through true false. It's just impossible. And that's definitely something I'm going to have to consider next year. We can't do everything. We can't see every movie. We can't go to every venue. We can't do all the events mm, and activities. Mm, yeah. And that's just something I learned this I don't year. Wanna, I don't want to be uh, pessimistic, mm-hmm. but uh, I think we learn that every single year. And we <laughs> tell ourselves every single year, we're going to do it differently. We're going to space it out. Mm-hmm. And then we every, every year go way too hard at the beginning. And then we are like just running on fumes mm-hmm. by Saturday night. Right yes. Before, yes. There we go. So the other thing I learned this year, the... The, the, the films that were curated for this year's film festival were gorgeous in so many ways. But we, like we said at the beginning of this episode, tried to avoid the ones that are eventually going to be on streaming services. Crip Camp's going to be on Netflix. Dick Johnson is Jet Dead is going to be on Hulu. 
What that means, though, is that we end up spending a lot of time watching really sad documentaries because the more commercially Ooh, yeah. um, or, available uh, ones are usually happier or more feel-good ones. And on Saturday, after watching Feels Good Man, which is about Pepe the Frog, and we'll do an episode about that later. It wasn't sad. It was almost frustrating. It was highly disturbing. And then we watched The Collective, which, dear God, is maybe the saddest documentary oh, I've ever awful. watched. It's awful. Um, oh, my God. I it's- was definitely in a... In a a dark emotional state. If, if you've watched the movie Spotlight mm-hmm. and come away thinking, It can't well, get worse okay, than this. That's pretty horrible. Uh, big cover up with the Catholic Church, that whole thing. Dude, watch The Collective. It's like Spotlight, but it's true, and it's a hundred times worse. Ugh. So we're going to do an episode about that one later, but I feel like one of the oh, things yeah. I probably didn't do very well this year is spacing out the emotional intensity of the films. Um, and I don't really know how I could have done that better, but I feel as though even if it means not watching a film I really want to see, I might need to balance a happy with sad a little bit better. Because I feel like Saturday, and we were already tired, and we've been running ragged now for 48 hours, I felt like I needed a little bit of happy, um, and we didn't have time for any happy. Mm. And so that's one thing I learned this year. The other things I learned this year um, really are just about rest. Uh, The last day of the the. or Saturday night after going to Gimme Truth, we got back to our Airbnb, which now it's daylight savings time, so we've already lost an hour. And we banked on getting caught up on our sleep that night at our Airbnb, and that definitely didn't happen. Our Airbnb experience was utterly terrible on that last night. We got a little cocky. We got a little cocky. We so. had so many good Airbnbs. I know my buddy, uh, one of our listeners, Thad, swears by him, but we had that fateful... Nightmare Airbnb, Airbnb scenario. So needless to say, don't bank on getting caught up on all your sleep on the last night that you're there because it might not happen. Oh, yeah. And then Sunday um, will be a terrible time. Can I, can, I t- can I give some highlights real quick? Yeah, you do you. Okay. Um, so our last night, This imagine this, if you will. You're in a room that's not really a room. It's a drawing room next to a door. Mm-hmm. And It's not even a door. It's like a partition. Yeah, and... You go. You get late. It's late. We've just gone out again, right? Mm-hmm. This is our last night. So we roll in at 1 a.m., but it's also daylight savings time, so it's really 2 a.m., mm-hmm. okay? We all get cuddled into bed. We're sleeping. We're trying to be so quiet because we think everybody's sleeping in this house. Mm-hmm. Nope. We were an hour before the real party started, <laughs> which was people walking next to our door constantly, waking us slamming up, the door talking loud, door. slamming door. And then I'm like, nah, okay, I'll give them that. All right, yeah, they're probably just getting back, whatever. Mm-hmm. They stayed out later. I can't be the grumpy old man. No, nope. We were definitely the grumpy old man. They people. stood right by our window because that's where the porch is. That's where they smoke. Mm-hmm. And they just hung out there. And then... And- at one point in time, I remember, we heard a car alarm go off. Oh, yeah, a and car so we alarm like went convinced out. it was our car, and then we jump up, and then the curtain rod, which is not even a curtain rod. Oh, I found out that's not really a curtain rod. <laughs> it, like, falls on us, and we're, like, in our pajamas, half asleep, oh, yeah. and exposed I'm, to the window. I'm naked, too. I'm, like, trying to cover <laughs> this up. And they're, like, sitting outside the window smoking. Oh, my God. It was more. It was a sitcom-worthy episode. So that's at, like, 3.34. That's going down, and we're like, oh. So it's already, I'm rattled, because anytime you've ever had one of those moments where you're pulled from a deep sleep because you think somebody's breaking into your house or whatever. That's the feeling that mm-hmm. we got because of the car alarm. Then 30 minutes later, as we have fallen back to sleep, it hears like a gunshot goes mm-hmm. outside our window and we find out the jackasses <laughs> have 
fall broken this this house is like a hundred years it's old. It's a gorgeous house. They've leaned on this really decayed railing and have broken it and fallen what is half a story mm-hmm. off of a porch into a bush. And there's a commotion because somebody was hurt, and it was just like a disaster. I think they didn't go to bed till six a.m. Yeah. In fact, Leander at one point heard them say, "Let's just go through, go all night." Mm. So we didn't get z- z- we got zero sleep the last night. I left a horrible review, even though the room was super cheap. It was just awful. Yeah, it was awful. So those were our lessons. That's our highlight and our lessons and our whole rundown mm. of true false, whether you wanted it or not. But the truth of the matter is, this is like. Our Christmas. We don't ever make a big deal yeah. about anything except for True False Weekend, and we look forward to it every first weekend of March. And maybe one day we'll be professors at Columbia, and we can even like be involved yeah. in it somehow. Goals, so, life goals. Just to recap, the lesson I learned oh, okay. was if you <laughs> rent an Airbnb from a guy who looks like this cool hippie, and you're like, no, these are my people. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. They're, they're not 10 years thing. younger than me. Yeah, they're they're not my people. We're they're old, like old way people. living on a different schedule. That was really mm-hmm. the only lesson I learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're the kind of couple like, you know, we're not the kind of like couple that has like a cool like nickname like Brangelina, even though I know they're not a couple anymore. We're Waldorf and Stadler from the Muppets okay. who are constantly... You're so old that you reference something only people in the <laughs> 90s would know. But we're that the, was we're like the, 1999. We're, we're the old people puppets. <laughs> Brangeline. Brad, Brand, well, who else is relevant now? Yeah, Henry. There was one couple. Anywho, the last thing Angelina I want to mention... and Brad. Because we've been talking way too long. The last thing I want to mention is about music. We... The cool thing about True False is that every show before the show, there's usually a performer out there, and you should definitely check out these performers because they are amazing. Um, the group Karen Meet, which is a boy and a girl, so bizarre and cool and weird. We saw them before the mole agent. Oh, that was weird. So cool, though. Um, I think her name is Tonina. She performed before Campfire Stories, and then also she actually shared one of her stories alongside the directors, and it was this beautiful story. And then she performed this gorgeous song that was inspired by a Toni Morrison novel, and she's awesome and beautiful and gorgeous and amazing. Oh, yeah, and she had a crazy amazing. story, too. So check her out, Tonina, T-O-N-I-N-A. Then we saw Little Marzarn before we saw the, the uh, documentary shorts film, and they are from Austin, Texas. Really kooky kind of band, but really cool. And then we saw this group called Loose Loose. They're from Columbia. They're kind of beloved favorites from town. Oh, yeah, and we saw them good. before Feels Good Man, and they were awesome. And so they're on my Spotify. Um, but feel free to email me or message me if you are interested in hearing that music and would like some more information because they, were they really need to be celebrated because they were awesome. You can look cool by listening to these bands because yes. people won't know them, <clears> and then they're good. And so you'll be like, hey, look, I discovered cool music (laughs) so the last thing we get to do which i'm so excited about it this is kind of why i have been anxiously trying to get through my list is that we brought back souvenirs for our patreon listeners so if you are a patreon contributor i'm going to be reaching out to all of you guys and trying to get your uh, mailing address so that i can send you a copy of this year's festival book the book of it in of itself is gorgeous Mm. it's filled obviously with the schedule of events and things that happen over true false but it also has a synopsis of all the films so if there are films that maybe um we did discuss or will discuss soon and you want to know more about them or if you just are curious about true false and want to get some more information or if you see a film in there that you're interested in us watching and reviewing you'll have that opportunity available to you and then we brought back everybody a sticker so everybody gets a true false film sticker and everybody gets a true false film festival book but we also bought two really cool prizes for two of our patreon um 
contributors, one of which is this awesome, gorgeous bag, like a tote bag for all of your books or your groceries mm-hmm. that features one of the uh, former posters from a previous tr- True Falls Film Festival. And yeah. then the other one is a seat cushion. How would you call it? Yeah. A seat cushion. cushion. So for if you go to concerts or film festivals, it has Ooh, the true false. if you're false. watching music at the amp. Or watching music at the amp. That'd be a really good spot for um, it. And so we're going to do a drawing right now for our Patreon uh, contributors. And I put all of our Patreon contributors' name into a cup so you don't understand that the very scientific basis that we're using here. And I'm going to have Henry draw. This one will be for the seat cushion. Who's going to win our seat cushion? Da-da-da-da! Holly. Ooh, Holly won the seat cushion. That's awesome, Holly. You will love it. And I know that you like going to concerts, so it'll be an excellent addition to your concert repertoire. Okay, so the second one is for the bag. Who won the bag? Brittany. Brittany won the bag. Oh, the bag is so great. You'll love it. You can use it for your grocery shopping, for your picnic going, for your book carrying, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, Holly and Brittany be expecting those items from us. And then, like I said, all of our Patreon um, contributors are also going to get a prize from us, too, or a souvenir, rather, from True mm-hmm. Falls. Yep, yep, yep. We'll send those out in the mail. Thad, I'll just drop yours off on Sunday because I'm going <laughs> to see you in two days. So Very cool. there you go. All right, guys. Well, it's been fun and way longer than I anticipated it to be, but this is how much we love True False and documentary filmmaking, and this is such a passion of ours, and we're so excited to share it with you. Um, Feel free to drop any comments or questions or need for clarification or anything else that we want us to share with you in future episodes. But I guess until then, see you guys later. Bye.